Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. get it on welcome to a special hour the mike boyle restaurant show you know we all love food we all love dining out we all have gone to restaurants so we all have an idea of what it takes to be successful in the restaurant business now maybe you start out with a little mom and pop place in san bernardino california serving burgers back in the 1940s and the next thing you know you are the largest food restaurant group in the world we're talking obviously about mcdonald's all right they came up with a concept the golden arches it's worked very well now what about sit-down restaurants all right bob basham Chris Sullivan, a couple of old buddies, decided that they would come up with a concept called the Outback Steakhouses. And as they wanted to expand, what did they do? They found different regions. They had a joint venture partner for Colorado. Then they would find managing partners to manage the stores all up and down the front range. Sold out, got up to about a thousand restaurants. It's contracted a little bit now, but you understand the idea of a concept. If you want to go, maybe more of a family-owned operation. How about Lindsay Snyder? Everybody knows Lindsay Snyder. Her grandparents started in and out in Baldwin Park, California in 1948. Still family-owned and operated, third generation, 375 restaurants. What a concept. How many items do they have on their menu? Four. And all they do is plug in, turn the crank, and sit back and count the money. Now, you can go the other way. Maybe you know somebody, maybe you are that somebody, who has a good green chili recipe, or really likes buffalo wings, or maybe your wife is a great Italian cook. Well, one of the things that I would tell you before maybe you think about opening a restaurant Maybe lay down until the urge goes away. That's flip. But I'll tell you this. Maybe get a book by Michael Gerber, G-E-R-B-E-R, called The E-Myth, as in entrepreneurial myth. You know what an entrepreneur is. He's willing to work 16 hours a day for himself, but doesn't want to work eight hours a day for anybody else. And in The E-Myth, it talks about a lady who's a baker. And she bakes cupcakes, and all the neighbors like them. And then, all of a sudden, the school wants them for a fundraiser. And then, all of her buddies say, what? Geez, these are great. You ought to open up a restaurant. And I always tell people, when somebody says, you ought to open up a restaurant, how big a check are you willing to write to help me open that restaurant? But then she opens the restaurant. And you know, the next thing you know, people are coming in for the cakes. So she's got to add on staff. And then she's got to concern herself with all the paperwork. And then she's got to concern herself with the tax returns. And the next thing you know, she's back in the office doing the paperwork. And she's not doing what she loves to do, which is sell cupcakes. Bake and sell cupcakes. So I thought what I would do, we've talked about a couple of different scenarios. but. 
When I got to Colorado about 40 years ago, bought my first restaurant, there was a guy that I really, really watched, followed, got to know, and emulated. His name is Phil Roberts. He's up in Denver. He's got a number of different places still. He's gotten out of the day-to-day, but we're going to talk about multiple concepts, but we're going to do it with a guy that has those restaurants. His name is Chuck Schaefer. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to introduce you to Chuck on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Welcome back to the special hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, because one of the things that we try to do here is we try to give you a little bit of inside baseball on the restaurant industry and how it works, and maybe that can enhance your enjoyment of your dining experience. So, I'm going to introduce you to Chuck Schaefer. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. So back in the late 70s, there was a guy in Denver named Phil Roberts. Nice oaky boy. Everybody called him Zoom. And he opened a place called Governor's Park down at 7th and Logan. And it became quite the hangout. You know, very open sky ceilings and I mean, but it was just kind of a place where you could sit at the bar and pound them or you could have a nice meal. And very contemporary. And then he wanted to expand. So he bought a lot out on South Parker Road and opened a barbecue place, Caldonia's Barbecue. Had a big patio, one of the first really big patio places. And he put the staff in shorts and nice Hawaiian shirts and served barbecue. And then he said, well, you know what? Maybe there's some other niches to fill. So he bought the Kidridge Building down at 16th and Glenarm. And opened up Marlowe's, 38 years, fine dining. But he said, I got a space right over here. Let's open up the Paramount Cafe, because everybody knows what a soda fountain is. And it became like the old Woolworths. You remember oh, those. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and, I, and so what I would do, Chuck, is I would watch him. And I would say, so somebody would call my restaurant. They'd call me up and they'd say, Mike, I got an idea for you. I say, okay, who's doing it? Well, if they said this guy over here and that guy over there, I'd say, can you just drop off the information and I'll get together with you. I'd like to talk to you. But if they said Phil Roberts, I said, how soon can you get here? Because I think that we all want to be known for good food and good service. But he also created a company called Pencom, Service That Sells. You could have the best product in the world, but if you don't sell it, you've still got it. And I always appreciated the multiple concepts. Chuck, you are a modern-day Phil Roberts. Now, he owned his real estate. Now, he manages the real estate. He's got operators in there. But you were in the nightclub business here, well-known. Then you decide, you know what? I remember back in... 2000, being on the air in Colorado. In Colorado Springs, the guy said, I'm going to open up a prime-age steakhouse. And I said, Colorado Springs is not ready for prime-age steakhouse. They're just now coming to Denver. Well, then the next thing you know, we got the famous. But then we got Chuck Schaefer. And he buys a piece of property on Tejon, just off I-25, what us Southern California people call freeway close, so you can get to it from all parts of the city. And he builds a beautiful building, and he opens a prime 25. Yes, sir. But then all of a sudden, I hear that he's bought a piece of property out in North Colorado Springs off of Interquest 
and he's opening up a concept called Four North. Four different concepts on the same property. Now, I know that listeners out there are saying, well, what's the big deal? If this cook doesn't show up, you just move this cook from this restaurant over. Well, wait a minute. One of them's a steakhouse, and one of them does sushi. So it's not quite that easy. Talk about your background, first of all. Let's let people know who you are and where you got this idea to have multiple concepts. Because even if you take the surfies that I grew up with, the chart houses, even if you take the contemporary surfies, the Duke's restaurants, it's hugely successful. Big money, but it's still one concept. So take the listeners through your background and how we even got to where we are having this conversation. Well, I appreciate that. Um, the people you named are amazing. Obviously, Dukes is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've been in Colorado Springs. I was born in Colorado Springs, so I'm a native. Wow. My father was in the Navy. You're so the we, one. Yeah, I'm the one. Uh, my father was in the Navy, so we were always by the beach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming back to Colorado Springs, I was in the nightclub business for about 30 years. Right. Um, I had my daughter. I was blessed at 46 years old and had my daughter. The day I had her and brought her home, I said, I'm out of the nightclub business. It's just not yeah. the right atmosphere for me. It's not the right place to grow up a child. And it's not the right timing to spend time with them. Nope. You get home at 3 o'clock in the morning, tired, beat. She's getting up at 5.30, yep. 6 o'clock, eventually getting ready for school. So I understand that, and I applaud it. So I... uh Sold my shares in all the nightclubs that I had, which was a very small percentage, only 25%. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure quite what I was going to do. A couple weeks later, I got a lucky phone call from a gentleman named Larry Rizzo out of New York City who had moved to Miami. Mm-hmm. He said, Chuck, what are you doing and stuff? And I said, well, right now, I uh, I don't really have much going on. As they say in Hollywood, I'm between pictures. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, he said, do you want to learn something about food? I said, absolutely. I would love to learn about food. He says, I got a team putting together. I want you to meet them. Come to South Beach. So I packed up and went to South Beach, got on a flight, met Christopher Lee, three times James Beard Award, Beard Award winner chef, mm-hmm. and Kelly Jones out of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put a team together and opened up a restaurant in South Beach on 23rd and Collins. Mm-hmm. I was there for about two years. and then They I was, know a little bit about food down in South Beach. They do. Oh, yeah. They do. Um, all I did was hang out in the kitchen. Probably had, a, the probably had a couple of stone crabs at Joe's, didn't you? Quite a bit. Okay. Yep. We had to share the wealth. <laughs> um, but, hanging out with them for about two years, really understanding the whole ins and outs of the hospitality industry, because that's basically what you have to become full time. Well, and you know what? That's a great place to stop, because you know what? You're old enough to remember when colleges had the hotel and restaurant programs. Mm-hmm. Now they're called the hospitality programs because that's the business we are in. His name is Chuck Schaefer. My name is Mike Boyle. Let's take a break and learn more about him and his multiple concepts on The Restaurant Show. Welcome back to the Mike Boyle Special Hour. Talking with Chuck Schaefer. Chuck Schaefer, multi-unit operator in Colorado Springs. So you're in South Beach for two years. That ain't a bad gig. And, uh, and uh, you know, they've got some pretty good-looking women down there. They've got some pretty nice beaches down there. Now, I, I know you were married and had a child and so forth, so you had to pay a little bit different attention. But at any rate, uh, and, you know, I've had, matter of fact, you've got Prime 25 
what is it? It's prime 12 in Miami Beach, I think. It 112. Is. 112. I, I, yep, you're I, right there. I, I've had dinner there, Joe Stonecraft. Yep. So anyway, so how do you get back here? to? So you figure you've, you've gone to the University of South Beach and you've acquired all this knowledge, but you want to get home. Yeah. Well, I was there for about two years. I would fly in and out every two weeks. Okay. And then I was blessed two years later to have my son. And I said, okay, now the travel has to really stop. Mm -hmm. My daughter's getting older. My son just was born. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm coming back to the Springs full time. Mm -hmm. So I came back here and that's when eight years ago, I opened up Prime 25. Right. Uh, Prime 25 now has been a wonderful blessing to have it and stuff. It's very popular. Chuck, I'm sorry to interrupt, Mm -hmm. but, but a big part, like I said, in... 2000, yeah. maybe 98, 99, I remember a guy came to me and said, primate sticks. And I said, this town's not ready. I mean, we're still getting over sticker shock of a $14 stake at Outback. Right. So if we're all of a sudden going to lay at that time twenty nine ninety five on them or thirty nine ninety five, I'm just not sure the market's ready. Right. Okay. And can we agree on that? 100%. All right. So, but then the famous, they went and dipped their toe in the water. We're talking Chuck Leahy, wonderful operator, a number of years later, probably 10 years later, probably 2008, 2009, 2010. So Prime 25, mm-hmm. you look around and say, we can ramp this up a little bit. That was exactly our thoughts. We thought there was a few great steakhouses in town, famous, Mackenzie's Chop House, mm-hmm. and there was another need for it because we saw we were a little bit closer to uh, the Broadmoor. Mm-hmm. Um, so opened up that. Uh, it's been, like I said, a blessing. It's doing very well. How important was it in your planning to own the land? Oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was my uh, escape plan just in case. I of had course. Real to sell. estate. You yeah. bet. Go ahead. All right. Correct. So Prime 25. Yep. So then uh, I live up north in uh, Black Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, for many years, being in the nightclub business, I've, I've known a lot of people in town. I've seen a lot of people in town. So I always wanted to do Prime 25, maybe up north. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have Flying Horse Steakhouse right up the road and stuff. Sure, sure. So I'm like, well, maybe not that. Let me think. So years later, um, I bought some property right by In-N-Out Burger on Interquest. Mm-hmm. Um after I purchased the property, I had to figure out what did am I going to put did on Did you it? think it was a good piece of property to buy? Or did you think that it was a good piece of property next to the property that in and out bought? Because they don't make many mistakes, Chuck. No, I think I, <laughs> I, I knew I wasn't going to be serving burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so with that, I said, if I'm going to make an impact and I'm going to do something, I really need to make it big. Mm-hmm. So I decided, what kind of foods do I like? I like tapas. I love global food, Mm -hmm. you know, from around the world. You get to sample little plates and shareables and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I said, I love that. I love Italian, Mm -hmm. you know, and who doesn't love a great steak, Mm -hmm. right? So then I was thinking, okay, I've been at the ocean pretty much all my life, traveling with my dad and my family, my mom, because we grew up because of the Navy. So I'm like, I love coastal cuisine. You spent some time out at Pearl, I believe. Oh, yeah. I went to high school there. Okay, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm an old (laughs) Kamaini. There we go. So go ahead. (laughs) And then then I love sushi. Uh So I says, why can't I put this all together? (laughs) And then everybody said, A nice howly boy, a nice blue eye. That's right. Open up a sushi place. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, all I got to do is get the right people wrapped around me that understand and buy into the whole vision of everything, and we can make this work. It's Mm -hmm. a different concept. Mm -hmm. I did not want to be a food court. Mm-hmm. So we are not a food court. You have four separate 
restaurants. Yes, sir. They are attached, but you have to leave one, walk to the other to enter it. Correct. So it's four restaurants, four concepts in a fourplex. Is Correct. that fair to say? Fair to say. Okay. So designed the building with an architect, mm-hmm. uh, built it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Uh, took about a year and nine months yeah, behind schedule and over budget. Always, yeah. always. Um, <laughs> right. Then we, then we. That's it, folks. If you're going to open up a restaurant, you better get used to that. Because when you come to me and you say the landlord's given me three months free rent, that's great. Unless it takes you six months to get open, and then you're going to have <laughs> right. three months of writing checks. Go ahead, Chuck. I luckily, uh, Mike League, who owns Five Star Bank, had, throughout the years had become a very good friend of mine and stuff, and he believed in the vision as well. So without him. I would not be able to do this because they're the ones that funded the building. Has the behind schedule and over budget survived the friendship? It has. Definitely (laughs) has. Luckily enough. (laughs) So, so you've also got a nightclub. So let's talk, let's talk about where the concepts came from and what made you think, because you know what, there's a lot of people that like food Mm -hmm. or like a particular type of food and they open up and they fail miserably. Correct. So I think it's great. I like sushi too, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't open up a sushi restaurant. (laughs) I'm not smart enough. I don't have the guts and, and I love steak, but You've got longboard tacos. Correct. And being an old Southern California boy, Hawaii boy, I love a place that's got the upbeat music, the street art of the beach scenes on the walls, where I feel like maybe Jimmy Buffett's going to come strolling in and maybe jam a little bit. You know what I mean? So you've got longboard tacos. And and I'm going to call that the casual place. That's the place where... Bailey, the Mexican street dog, can come in and sit out on the patio with us while we enjoy some wonderful tacos. Correct. Then upstairs, you've got the sushi looking right at Pike's Peak, a lot of glass looking right there at the front range. But then your steakhouse, you know what? I served steak, seafood, prime rib, chicken for 15 years. And if I opened up tomorrow, I'd serve steak, seafood, prime rib, chicken, because that's what America eats. That's it. But you wanted to have not a... Prime 25 North, but maybe a little bit of an Italian concept. And then finally, you've got a nightclub. So can we go through each of those individually? Well, I shouldn't call it a nightclub. It's a more, let's call it a martini bar. Yes. Is that better? Okay. Because it, uh, it's called the Manhattan Room. Yes, sir. It's a tapas restaurant. So we have lots of stuff on the menu, shareables from Japan to everywhere. It's mm-hmm. global, mm-hmm. the food. Classic cocktails, your Manhattans, your wines, all the stuff Cosmos, that you get. All, yep. The music that we play is a stage behind the bar, which plays jazz. Mm-hmm. So we have a soft sax player, piano player, guitar player throughout the evening, just as background music. It's mm-hmm. not the focus, the food, the hospitality, and the cocktails, and the music is all one. Well, it's interesting because there's an awful lot of musicians that think that no matter what venue they are playing in, they're the reason for people to come. And sometimes that has to be explained very clearly to them. Correct. And, so, and I try to explain it to them that this isn't politely. one finger, this is a five. <laughs> yeah. So we all have got to click together to make this work. So designing that building or the inside of that building, I picture 
I would after the kids are asleep and my wife is asleep, I put headphones on and listen to the music that I want to hear in that restaurant. And that's mm-hmm. how I did all of them. Okay. So I would hear the music and I love the jazz. I love the soft music, the Bonnie James, the sax playing and all that. So that's what I pictured. And now designing it, it was like, I need a, an old underground vibe feel like you're in Chicago listening to this more modern though. Mm-hmm. So that's how I came up with that concept. I call it a date night out place. We get a lot of couples that come in. They listen to the music, have some great wines. How many people come into the Manhattan and sit and have a cocktail, listen to a little music while they're waiting for a table at Consano's Steakhouse, Italian Steakhouse, or waiting at sushi or deciding, you know what, maybe we are hungry. Maybe we'll stay on property. Mm-hmm. I, I would be willing to bet that there's a lot of... Uh, synergy there yeah the the thing about what i did was built the four restaurants so that you can mingle i didn't want people going to one and then driving away to have to go somewhere else yeah so if if you have a seven o'clock reservation for dinner in consano you go have a cocktail and pause upstairs at the sushi you, your table's ready you take your drink with you you can even go outside because it's that's right because you all you own that entire piece of property right yeah. so you can go outside with your drink you don't have to slam your drink and then go over there like, I, I want to make it as easy as possible on the consumer that mm-hmm. they enjoy the whole evening mm-hmm. and there's many options for them to go to. So if you're in the Manhattan room and you decided, hey, we got a reservation at Consano, let's go sit at the bar and listen to some music, then you can go over there and eat dinner or you can eat in the Manhattan room. But we just saw some friends of ours go into the longboard, tell them to, we'll send them a text, tell them to grab their beer and we'll sit out on this nice outdoor area yep. here in front and everybody can get together. Correct. You know, there's an old saying in the restaurant business, folks, uh, comes from a Chris Ledoux song, $5 fine for wine and too many fools making too many rules. Well, you can have happy hour in the bar, but you can't have happy hour in the dining room, or you can have food in the dining room, but you can't have food at the bar. You know what? We are in the hospitality business. Correct. His name is Chuck Schaefer. My name is Mike Boyle. And when we get back, we're going to get into, uh, we're going to get into, we're going to ask him how, because chefs are very self-centered, would comes to mind. <laughs> and we're going to see how the chef at the steakhouse gets along with the chef at the sushi restaurant when we come back with Chuck Schaefer. All right, hope you're enjoying this special hour. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. Back to the special hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, talking with Chuck Schaefer, a multi-unit operator, not only multi-unit, but multi-concept. And folks, you know, Chevy makes Chevys and Ford makes Fords, but you can imagine how difficult it would be if they decided to make about five, six different types of of cars. And that's what Chuck does. And uh, I've always had tremendous respect for people like this because they take the vision of a restaurant and a concept and expand it. So, you know, Chuck, let's talk a little bit about one of the things that I think is really, uh, and we're doing this show in both Denver and Colorado Springs. When I went on the air in 1995 in Colorado Springs, I wouldn't even think of mentioning a restaurant north of Briargate Boulevard. <laughs> Colorado Springs, you're from here. Yes, was sir. very provincial. It was a test market because nobody went north, nobody went south, nothing to the east, nothing to the west. Well, 
I live in Castle Rock. I remember when I first started doing group trips to Mexico and all over the world. People say, why do we have to call a 303 number to book with your travel agent? We have travel agents. Well, tranquilo, relax, amigo. But, you know, (laughs) but now you see people, it used to be maybe somebody from Colorado Springs would meet a friend from Denver in Castle Rock back when we didn't have any restaurants in Castle Rock. But now that freeway, people in North Colorado Springs, they drive to Denver for the DCPA or for a Nugget game. They work in the tech center. People in Denver comes south to the Air Force Academy. They bring friends down to Manitou to stroll through historic Manitou. So that's why I wanted to cover this on both shows in both markets. So let's talk a little bit about the chefs, because is it is it safe to say that many talented chefs, not all, but there's no such thing as all, many talented chefs, that's their kitchen, the way they're doing it. And all of a sudden, you've got a chef slash kitchen manager. And folks, Chuck knows the difference between a chef and a kitchen manager. 100%. 10, 10, 10, 10 grand a year paying them. But, but, and maybe more in this day and it's age. It's more this day and age. But, so you got a guy over here. He's not a ham and egger, but he does a great job at longboard with the tacos and, and meals like that. But upstairs, the guy that's doing that sushi, he's got some more talent as well. But then you've got the guy with a wonderful pedigree at Consano Steakhouse that he wants to wear the whites and he wants to have his name embroidered on the shirt and all of that type of stuff, as opposed to the guy in longboard wearing his Hawaiian shirt and cargo shorts. So talk a little bit about how that works out as far as staffing is concerned. Well, when I decided to do this, I know that a lot of chefs do have egos Mm -hmm. and they want to kind of control the whole atmosphere of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So through my interviewing process and everything else, uh, I, I, you I made found, it very clear who is the boss. Yes. And, and and folks, that sounds very autocratic. But every once in a while, I would tell my staff, every once in a while, let's just pretend <laughs> that I own this restaurant. Okay. <laughs> and so, but I understand, but go ahead. So yeah, you no, you're, make- you're completely right. And I'm not a, I'm not a leader by anger. I'm not a leader by anything like that. But I do paint the picture of family hospitality. And we're going to make this work the right way because the vision's much bigger than just for restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like you had mentioned earlier, people start with one and they grow. Well, my objective is not to just have these ones. I would love to grow. And, well, to grow, and, and they open one and grow. You were going to open four at the same time. Yeah, and, and I hope I can make this all happen correctly, and I will open four more again mm-hmm. in a different location. Mm-hmm. And the bugs that I have to work out have been worked out at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But getting everybody on the same page wasn't as hard as I thought it would have been, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially because at the very beginning of everything, Christopher Lee, who's your three-time James Beard Award winner, uh, Michelin star winner, and all this, was the chef that we used out in Miami. Well, he wrote a lot of these menus, um, so it helped. Mm-hmm. Like, let's follow these. Example, he did a lot of research. Consano, for the Italian restaurant, Steakhouse, is a small town in the Brigio area of Italy. Mm-hmm. That's where my grandfather and my family came from. That's why I called it Consano. Mm-hmm. He took the exact pasta recipes from there, how to make the sauces. So ours is more authentic. We don't have freezers. We make all of our own foods at all the restaurants fresh. Mm-hmm. We I get deliveries four days a week. Mm-hmm. 
So everything's like that. So once we brought in the chefs and the sous chefs and everything else, they had to buy into it or they weren't going to fit. And I think we weeded our way through quite a few. And that's we're we're there right now. Is there still going to be issues? 100 percent. Listen, when somebody says to me, you know, Mike, we'd like to do one of those broadcasts. We'd like to do one of those meal deals that you uh, offer. Uh, But I want to wait until my staff is 100 percent. I said, you know what? I ain't calling you. You call me because that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's right. And if you've got a 20-year lease on the last day of your lease, you're going to be wondering who's going to show up for work and who's going to do a good day. That's that right. is just the nature of the beast. Have you had a pleasant surprise of the four at Four North? And have you had one that maybe, not disappointed, but maybe you thought might be received more overwhelmingly, more quickly. I, I do. And I think the one that I'm least, I'm more focused on at this point in time because it's doing the least of what I thought it would have done was one of my higher projections, which is longboard. Interesting. Yeah. And it's the more and you know, casual. You know, and you know what? I probably would have said Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan is very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's open th- six days a week, closed mm-hmm. on dark on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Consano is very consistent, mm-hmm. and the price points of those are a little bit higher than longboards. All right, and, what, and I know that you've racked your brain, mm-hmm. but I think that people like—I've uh, always believed, Chuck, that America is a country of eaters mm-hmm. as opposed to diners. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't go to Prime 25 and pair my own wine. It doesn't mean that I can't have a special celebration at the Broadmoor and select the menu. But most of the time, you've got a couple kids. Most of the time, it's, hi, honey, hi, honey, what are we going to do about dinner tonight? Can you pick up a pizza? Can you get Chinese delivery? Whatever it happens to be. So the longboard casual concept, I personally love and that doesn't mean that i inject my own personal opinion but that surprises me a little bit at, uh, at that it is maybe a little bit slower well i think what it was was people assumed that we were a mexican restaurant and we're not yeah we're a coastal restaurant coastal yeah. cuisine yeah so we do have island burgers mm-hmm. we do have teriyaki burgers we do have wings we mm-hmm. do have a lot of tacos mm-hmm. you know it's, we do the al pastor we have all I, that. i've never walked into longboard and i love the food there and i love my favorite waitress there you know who she is i mean does a wonderful job but but i but uh, i've never once locked into longboard and felt they should be serving mexican food i felt like mm-hmm. it was at the office in Cabo San Lucas on the beach. Right. I felt like I was in a place like that. Right. So sometimes the toughest thing you battle in any business, I suppose, when you introduce a new concept is a not just a conception, but a preconception. Correct. Or perception, I suppose, is yep. what I ought to say. Correct. Yeah. And that's what we battle. So going with that, Coming up uh, right after Valentine's Day, I'm even adding to the menu more to show people that we're not that. Because I had people walking in saying, can we get free chips and salsa? Because they thought we were a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Like, I'll give you free chips and salsa, but we're not a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we're adding snow crab, mussels, clam chowder, fish and chips, pill and eat shrimp, catfish bites. So we're going to make it very coastal cuisine. So when they do walk in, they see, hey... The whole objective behind longboards was to make people put your phone down, 
have fun. Listen to Sublime, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Eagles, stuff like you're seeing on the beach and escape because mm-hmm. there's palm trees in there. And that's the vibe we wanted to create. Margarita, we wanted you to be on vacation when you came inside. And if there's a place that has maybe exceeded your expectation, would that be sushi? Would that be the steakhouse? What would that be? Mm, unfortunately, none of them exceeded my expectation yet. <laughs> it's still quite a battle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the things, folks. When when I talk to restaurants, and Chuck, you'll get a kick out of this. I'll, you know, a new rest, especially a new restaurant tour, because they'll want to tell you how lunch was, and I'll say. How's business? Well, I mean it more in a macro sense and not in a micro sense. But they'll say, well, you know, we had a lot of, it was kind of busy for lunch or it was kind of slow for lunch. And I say, here's the what I, are you meeting projections? Right. And that's where the rubber meets the road. And I have no doubt that the four concepts collectively are doing very well. That doesn't mean that just like staffing, there will be a constant tweak here, a little bit of a tweak there, yes, sir. a little bit of a mixology adjustment in Manhattan, a little bit of a menu adjustment in Longboard. Always. We change our, we, we don't change our menu. We add to our menu and take off the items that aren't working in all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, every quarter, every, you know, three times a year, maybe sure. like that. But yeah. you got to make those changes. You got to do seasonal stuff when it comes around. No question. And I think that a big part of marketing is for people to say, I go back to baseball. When I was in baseball, there was a guy named Bill Veck, and he owned the White Sox for a while and the Cleveland Indians. We worked in a more urban environment. The factories drop off your lunch pail. I wonder what Veck's got going on. And that's where the dime beer came from. And that's where the free hot dogs from Nathan's came in. And you have to make people wonder, I wonder what's going on at Longboard. I wonder who the music is tonight at Manhattan. Don't you agree? 100%. I'm starting a a promotion coming in. Hold that thought. We're going to take a break and come back and wrap up this hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. All right, final segment of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show this hour. Special hour, special person. Chuck Schaefer joining me in studio. Chuck, first of all, thanks so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. I think it's fun to share this. The industry, you know, I remember when people would say, well, I'm only going to work in the restaurant business until I get a real job. Let me tell you something, folks. If you're running McDonald's or In-N-Out, if you're running Chuck Schaefer Enterprises, if you're running a restaurant that's doing two, three, four, five million dollars, you're in business. Yeah. Absolutely. You're a lifer. So that's right. So anyway, you're thinking about starting what? We're going to do a passport, just like I love it. I love it. Uh, each restaurant is from a different coastal, different cuisine. Right. So if you go into Manhattan, you have one of our cocktails, you have an entree, you have an appetizer, you get the stamp, like you just visited this. Uh-huh. Then you go over to Italian, and now you're getting some Italian food and some American steaks, you get a stamp. Once you fill up your entire book, we will give you a gift certificate of thanks uh-huh. for coming. We appreciate it. And then you can go visit the other one that you want. And it's not a little gift certificate. It's going to be very fair where you're going to enjoy your whole evening. Well, it's funny because, you know, when, when somebody says to me, can I give away gift certificates on the air? I say, I'm not going to do a $10 gift certificate. Mm-hmm. I, we're in the age of 50 bucks ahead. That's and, right. and that's in. So, but I think, I think that that's wonderful. You know, I've traveled all over the world. Okay. Taking my daughter. All seven continents around the world, 75 countries, all 50 states. But I will tell you this. 
whenever my passport comes up for renewal, it breaks my heart because yeah. it got all these beautiful stamps yeah. in there. So <laughs> they're going to fill up their they're going to fill up their passport yep. with stamps. And but you can get multiple stamps. You got to fill up the whole book. You have to at least travel to all four restaurants. Uh huh. And then once you travel to all four restaurants and stuff, then you will be handed a a, a gift card. And All the right. gift card will get you enough food and drinks. You'll be happy. All right. So, Chuck Schaefer, I don't do use the word best. I don't use the word favorite. But very quickly, mm-hmm. if you go to Manhattan, what does Chuck suggest you get? Uh, probably. Actually, it's going to see sound kind of weird, but the squid. Okay. It's phenomenal. Okay. Terrific. All right. All right. For those of you that know calamari, you're fine. Okay. You go to Longboard. You go to Longboard Tacos, mm-hmm. uh, not a Mexican restaurant. You go to Longboard. What does Chuck Schaefer get for lunch or for dinner? Or when the wife says, "Let's go to Longboard," and the kids say, "Yeah, Dad, let's go," we can get the what? Well, there they would. Pro- we would probably. My son would get some tacos. My daughter would get a quesadilla. I would probably get the Baja burger, mm-hmm. and my wife would probably get the teriyaki chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've covered Manhattan and Longboard. Mm-hmm. The sushi restaurant is absolutely spectacular. Thank it you. really is. I, I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. And folks, if you don't at least go up and check it out, I think you're making a mistake. I love sushi. And when I take a group of listeners to Mexico and we go to the all-inclusive and you can have anything you want over here and anything you want over there in the a la carte, Sometimes I just say, I'll go to the buffet and get some of that sushi because I know it's nice and fresh. What does Chuck get when he goes to? I'm a sashimi guy, so it's going to be. I love sashimi. You bet. That's where I'm going to be right there. You bet. And and I prefer mine. Yeah, I've had salmon in there. I prefer the tuna. I'm a tuna guy. A little soy or shoyu, as they call it. it. A little bit of wasabi mixed in. That's it. Oh, sashimi. Yes, indeed. And finally, Consano. The steakhouse, yes, the Italian sir. steakhouse. That's where my heart is. Yeah, I would I'm probably. Surprised. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably. Uh, I tell people all the time that the sea bass, believe it or not, is phenomenal there. It's always in the top five. Mm. But I the lasagna, love sea bass, but I tell you what, I have trouble going to a steakhouse and having sea bass. Oh, it's unbelievable. Eddie V's Prime oh, Seafood. They great. do a wonderful job, and you know what? I walk in and. To me, there's still a steakhouse. Yep. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. And I know it's prime seafood is in the name. Yep. And so I'll say, okay, fine. Bring me some of the bacon-wrapped scallops. But, <laughs> but, but I want a filet, the, too. Make, make it a surf and turf. That's right. It'd probably be the lasagna. That's really, really popular. Mm-hmm. Or one of our aged steaks. We age our own steaks. I had an unbelievable fettuccine Alfredo there. It was absolutely terrific. And it was at the suggestion of your... Chef. Fantastic. Because I'm always talking to people. Now, I also had the steak with it. Right. <laughs> or the chicken piccata. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was too much food, but uh, right. you know what? I'm going to eat every day. So <laughs> anyway, his name is Chuck Schaefer. I hope you've enjoyed this idea of how difficult the industry can be, but how even more difficult it can be with multiple concepts. And I think that I think that the information, the insight that you've given us, I think it I think it's made for a very entertaining hour, Chuck, and thank you very much. Well I appreciate you. Thank you. Right. If uh if any is it okay if I put the website out there? Of course. People look at it. It's F O number four R North 
And if you go to that, it'll click on, it'll show you every restaurant, how they look, all the menus and everything. All right. Thank you, sir. And if you go to my website, my name is Mike Boyle, M-I-K-E-B-O-Y-L-E.com, www.mikeboyle.com. It will tell you a little bit about the shows. It'll show you some pictures. There's a blog there, and it will talk about upcoming events that we have because we do these meal deals that really, really work out very, very well. So, special hour. Chuck Schaefer, once again, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I'm Mike Boyle, and that wraps up this special hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show.